go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this more than just a game podcast. Riley and Murray and Declan Kenny will be taking a look at the latest week's sporting action. And for today's episode, our first of two for tonight, we're going to be taking a look at the March Madness Sweet 16 preview. And I've never actually got into March Madness until this year. And I've loved it so far. And I decided that, you know, for a second ever episode, we'll take a look at the Sweet 16, which I'm really excited for tomorrow and Sunday. All the games will be great. Hoping for some more upsets but hoping for Michigan to go far as well. All right. So first we'll take a look, I guess, at the Sunday games. And the first one up is Gonzaga, who are the tournament favorites and still my favorites to win it all. And they're facing the Crichton Blue Jays. So uh, Gonzaga are 28-0. They are looking to have the first perfect season since 1976. And conveniently, it was by the host of this tournament, tournament, Indiana. They uh, beat Norfolk State uh, 98 to 55 in the round of 64, as expected. I don't think anyone expected a um, University of uh, UMBC Virginia type game there. And they beat Oklahoma in the round of 32. It was kind of close in the first half, but then uh, then Gonzaga really uh, ran, uh, ran away with it. The leaders for them are Corey. Kasper, 19 points a game, uh, about five rebounds and 1.7 assists. Drew Team with 18.8 points a game, point per game, 7.3 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Jalen Suggs, 14.1 points per game, 5.2 rebounds and 4.3 assists. And their leaders for points is Kisper with 19.2, like I said. Rebounds with Tim with 7.3. Assists, Suggs with 4.3. Steals, Suggs again with 2. And then Team with uh, 0.8. And for them, their keys to the game, just play like they have all season. They're 28-0. They're obviously doing something right. So just continue playing really good basketball against a Crichton team who really uh, struggled before entering to the tournament. So like I said, the last perfect season in Division One history was Indiana in 76. And there was only 32 teams back then. Since the expansion of play in the uh, NCAA tournament, um, only three other teams have attempted it, all failed. Uh, University of Las Vegas in 91, Wichita State in 2014, and that infamous Kentucky team of 2015. When has um, faced the top teams in the college world, they've beat them handily. Kansas by 12 points, Iowa by 11, and Virginia by 23. And then last uh, week, Oklahoma by 16, and I expect them again to continue Really, not. I don't want to say kill Crichton, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I really, I still have Gonzaga as my favorite to win the tournament. I really like Jalen Suggs. I think he can emerge as a top player on this team, and he already has, to be honest, during the tournament. Um, just, I like you said, just play the game that they've been playing the entire season, um, and I don't really see a way for Crichton to beat them. Just keep uh, playing great defense, uh, good on the offensive side. And uh, keep keep going, and I still think that they will win the tournament. Yeah, I'd like this game to be close and exciting. I'm still going to watch, obviously. It's the first game um, of the Sunday Sunday slate, but I hope it's close. And now I'll look at Crichton, who, like we said, probably going to lose their 22 and eight. They beat uh, UCSB 63 to 62 in the round of 64. So they had a really close game in Santa Barbara. Uh, they beat Ohio. 72 to 58. They beat Virginia in the round of 64. Something with Virginia losing in the round of 64 to worst teams. Um, yeah, they and then they beat Ohio. Like I said, 72 to 58. Um, their leaders are Marcus Zagorowski, 
15.7 points a game, 3.2 rebounds, 4.4 assists. Denzel Mahoney, uh, 12.5 points a game, 4.1 rebounds, 1.7 assists. Forward Damian Jefferson, 12.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, and 2.4 assists. Zagorowski leads them in points and assists with 15.7 points and 4.4 assists. Rebound, their leader is Bishop with 6.4. Steals, Mahoney with 13. Blocks, and with Kalkbrenner with 1.3. Um, keys for them is pray for a miracle. That's all I have to think. It's yeah. not too much insight. We spoke a lot, a good amount about Gonzaga, but it would probably be one of the biggest upsets in recent uh, memory if they were to pull it off. Uh, Crichton had a very turbulent end to the season. Yeah, they lost to Georgetown handedly in the Big East title game. Then they beat uh, Santa Barbara and then Ohio, which I guess it gives them some credibility. They beat Ohio, who beat Virginia. But nothing really more to say about the Crichton Blue Jays. Just like I said, pray for a miracle. Yeah, I think Gonzaga will win this. My prediction for the end of this game, I think Gonzaga is going to win this game by at least 10. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I say more. Yeah, probably more, but that's probably the that's probably the uh, slightest margin Creighton can take it to. Any any more than ten is probably likely for Gonzaga. Um, I really do like Denzel Mahoney; he's a fantastic player. But I just in the end, I don't think it's gonna be enough to except against Gonzaga. It's just not not enough. Mm-hmm. If they keep it close, like Oklahoma did, maybe they'll have somewhat of a chance. But I, like they did against yeah. Oklahoma, I think the Gonzaga will run away with it. Yeah. Um, so next up is uh, the 9.45, the late game on Sunday. It's on TBS TSN. Um, Oregon against the University of Southern California. Uh, both teams had impressive wins in the uh, round of 32. Uh, Oregon, they won their first game by forfeit in VCU. And even, it's their first game was a killing of Iowa. Then they beat Iowa 95-80. to 80. That was a really fun game. Watched all of it. They looked fantastic. Um, their leaders are uh, Chris Duarte with 17 points per game, 4.6 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. Eugene Omarui, sorry for the butchering of his name, uh, 16.7 points a game, 5.3 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. LJ Figaro with 12.6 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, and 1.4 assists. Duarte leads in all the major stats. Points with 17, assists with 2.5, steals with 1.8, and blocks is your point eight, and then that's that. Their keys to the game are continue playing how they were beforehand. They played really well against Iowa. Iowa wanted to play really fast paced. They did the exact same thing, and then handedly beat them. Yeah, I really like their winning against Iowa. I think they played fantastic. They probably played one of their games of the year, uh, to be honest. Um, maybe that uh, missed game in the round of sixty four against BCU did help possibly a bit. Get some extra practice time in. They know they're playing. Um, but yeah, I really like uh, Chris Duarte. He's a fan, he's a great player. Um, I think they just need to keep their game plan. But uh, this game will be one of the closest of yeah. this team because USC is also a fantastic team, and I know we're getting to them as well. So they um they definitely proved that they belonged. A lot of people were skeptical, as there's always upsets in the round of 64, as we saw again yeah. this year with Oral Roberts. And Abilene Christian, a few other schools, where they definitely proved by beating Iowa. Yeah, I was a little bit skeptical of Oregon at the beginning, but they real when they played Iowa the way they did, they really proved that they belong in the tournament. And yeah, so now moving on to USC and 
that I was blown away by their win over uh, three seed Kansas, but before then they beat eleven seed Drake seventy two to fifty six, and then they killed Kansas. That game was uh, I was quite surprised. Yeah, they killed them to the yeah. delight of everybody in college basketball. Uh, just a domination. Yeah, there's no uh, other word for it. That was thirty four point win. It was just. Yeah, they held um they made 61% of the three-point shots and they held Candace to under 30% from the field. You're gonna win a game by 40 points if you can manage to do that. Um, their leaders are Evan Mobley with 16 and a half points per game, 8.8 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Taj Iadi with 13.5 points per game, three rebounds and 2.8 assists. Drew Peterson with 9.8 points per game, five rebounds and 2.8 assists. Leading in points is Mobley with 60.5. Same with rebounds with uh, 8.8. Yaddy with 2.8 assists leads the team. Steals is White with uh, 0.9 and blocks with Mobley with 3. Their keys to the game continue to ride the wave of the huge upset over Kansas. They killed them. Um, I remember watching the game. I was expecting Kansas to win, not really knowing too much about college basketball, knowing the three seed. They're the expected team to win. Um, I could like, I saw. USC maybe win the game by a few points, but not by what they did. Um, lottery prospect or future prospect, even Evan Mobley has been huge for this team. But his brother Isaiah has also been really good. They received a storyline, two brothers on the same team, but he was huge in their win and the uh, huge reason they're going on to the Sweet 16. Like I mentioned before, they've made 61% of their three-point shots and held Kansas to under 30% from the field. If they can do this to a good Oregon team, there's zero reason that they can't advance to the Elite Eight and further. Yeah, I love I that was their signature win. I think they proved that the Pac-12 does belong in. Yeah, um, the Pac-12 has basketball. been doing a lot better than other yeah. uh, conferences. Yeah, and they played fantastic defensively. They, uh, as you said, they held Oregon, Kansas to rather uh, to under thirty percent from the field. That is a fantastic defensive performance. Uh, if yeah. they can hold Oregon to anywhere near that. They can run away with this game real fast. And I really like Evan Mobley. He's a fantastic player on the defensive and offensive end, and he crashes up the boards. Yeah, I'm expecting a close game. I'm looking forward to this one. I know it's late on the Sunday, but I'm definitely going to be watching that one. Um, yeah, fantastic, 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 fantastic uh, game. Next up is my Michigan team against four-seeded Florida State. Uh, the Seminoles are 18-6. and six. They beat 13 seed UNC Greensboro by 10 points, 64 to 54 in the round of 64. And they beat five seed Colorado 71 to 53 in the round of 60, uh, the round of 32. Their leaders are MJ Walker, who has 12.3 points a game with 2.5 rebounds, 2.6 assists, and he's shooting 44% from the field. Uh, Raekwon Gray has 12 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and he's shooting just over 51%. In the field, Scotty Barron's 10.4 points, 4.1 rebounds, 4.1 assists, and 51% from the field. Uh, Walker leads them in points with 12.3. Barnes leads them in assists with 4.1 and steals with 1.5. Gray leads with 6.5 rebounds. And Kovaricha, I think that's his name, probably butchered it again, uh, leads with 1.4 blocks. Their keys to the game, again, build on a strong performance. Like most teams that are... The lower C just got to build on their good performances in the round of 32 and 64. And let's talk about their team last year. Um, Patrick Williams, Devin Vassell, they were all drafted and are off this team into the NBA. 
they didn't get a chance to show us how good they really were last year after winning the ACC regular season championship. Um, this year, they are in their spot, again, back in the tournament and are made to the Sweet 16 after beating Colorado handily, 71-53. And they held that Colorado team to 36% from the field, and they caused 19 turnovers, like, the, uh, like what we saw with USC. Hold If you hold the other team to a low uh, shooting percentage from the field, you're probably going to win. If they can do that to the Wolverines team, who is flying high on emotions right now, and I guess just uh, momentum since losing uh, livers, they could they could beat them. I won't be surprised if they do. Yeah, I, I, I think that Florida State, I did not expect them to be in the round of 16. I did initially pick them in my bracket, but after seeing uh, how Colorado absolutely thrashed Georgetown in the round of 64, yeah. who I thought was a fantastic team, especially coming off that big win against Creighton in the Big East final, um, I did think Colorado would uh, beat – I didn't think Colorado would beat Florida State, but Florida State proved me wrong with a great defensive performance and great overall play from their uh, players. And I really think that they have a fantastic chance to beat Michigan uh, just because they're coming off that big wave and a huge win. Yeah, uh, now on to Michigan, 22-4. and four. They are the only – one of the only – their only remaining uh, team from the Big Ten. Ohio lost to Oral Roberts earlier on in the tournament, which was hilarious. We'll get to Oral Roberts later. But Michigan keeping it alive for the Big Ten, who has been really underwhelming in this tournament, as they were as well, usually in some other sports. But they beat um, 16 seed Texas Southern, 82 to 66. Not the same type of annihilation that Gonzaga had in their round of 64 game, but still strong performance. Then the LSU game, where a lot of people thought it'd be uh, close, it was. Uh, winning 86-78 in the round of 32. LSU were great in the beginning of that game, but then Michigan's just depth and then firepower as the uh, number one seed just kicked over and they beat him in the end. Their leaders are Hunter Dickinson with 14.2 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, just short of one assist a game, 1.4 blocks, and 60.6% from the field. That is really good. Uh, then Franz Wagner with 12.8 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, three assists in it, shooting just shy of 50% from the field. Eli Brooks with um, uh, 9.7 points per game, 3.2 rebounds, three assists, and 43% from the field. This doesn't include Isaiah Livers, by the way, which is a lot in above Wagner. He gets about 13.1 points a game. They lost him to a foot injury, and Javon Howard has said that he – is that indefinitely most likely not playing at this tournament at all, which is a huge loss for Michigan. Um, but just really, they just got to play well, keep playing well, keep riding momentum. And most of the 64 teams in this tournament would have regressed and probably not made it this far if they're this caliber, if they lost a player of the caliber of Isaiah Livers. Um, Michigan, without one of their best players, are still in the Sweet 16 for the fourth straight tournament. Um, Michigan's depth has allowed them to advance, and they still look like a team that could challenge for the championship, even like we said, without livers. Uh, uh, Brandon Johns gave the Wolverines a boost with 11 points against Texas Southern in the first round, and then Eli Brooks was a star of the show against a very good LSU squad with 21 points in that game. Yeah, I think the uh, Michigan's the favorite in this game, and as they should be. But this game is going to be super close. I still, I still think Michigan will win it. Uh, Hunter Dickinson is a fantastic center, and uh, yeah, as you said, uh, any other team, most other teams actually, with uh, the loss of the caliber of Isaiah Livers, they probably would have uh, done a lot uh, worse course, and yeah. not have had the win that Michigan had against LSU. But 
their depth makes up for it. And I think that's what will be the difference maker in this game. And just to add, uh, Dickinson leads in points with 14.2. He leads with the rebound in 7.5. Blocks again, one for he is really the best player on this team. Yeah. Uh, Smith leads assists with four uh, uh, 5.4 and Wagner Leo leads with steals with 1.3. I expect Michigan to go in. I'll be cheering for Michigan. I hope they do, but I wouldn't be too surprised if they lose this game. I just, it, when you lose one of your best players, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So next up to the final of these Sunday games, the 715 ones on TBS and TSN. It's 11 seed UCLA, who are the uh, one of the last teams here that had to play in the first four. Um, they play the two-seed Alabama, who look really good. Uh, they beat 11 MSU 86-80 to 80 in the first four, beat six-seeded BYU 30, uh, 73 62 in the round of 64. And speaking of BYU, uh, Wilson played really well today at his pro day. But that's a topic for a different video. Um, he beat 14-seed ACU 67-47 um, to 47. In the round of 32, uh, Abilene Christian, one of the schools, again, with the big upset in the round of 64, just weren't really they, their, their energy and their, I guess, momentum died off against a okay or a good and okay UCLA team. Their leaders are Johnny Juzang, 15.1 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, 1.7 assists, and shooting just shy of 40, uh, 43% from the field. He's a former Kentucky player, transferred over. Uh, guard Chris Smith with 12.6 points per game. 6.4 rebounds, two assists, 43.8% for the field. Jamie Jacquez Jr., 12.2 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and just shy again of 50% from the field. Um, Jacquez Jr. leads steals with 1.1, leads the blocks with 0.7, leads the rebounds at 6.1. Campbell leads their assists with 5.4, and Juzang has 15.1 uh, points, which leads the team. Their keys, again, are, like we've said with most teams, because the case for most teams, as a um, as a lower seed, especially a lower seed, you're 11 against the two, you need to just play well, play your game, and hope for a miracle, really. It's in this term we've seen a lot. It is March. We've seen a lot of upsets, and I, I would be more surprised here if I saw an upset, but still not too surprised that it is March Madness. Um the most surprising thing about this team is how they've entered this tournament losing four straight, um, but they look like a completely different team. They uh, beat uh, Michigan State by six in overtime, which I love to see. They beat BYU by 11 and Abilene Christian by 20 points. Uh, I like, again, Abilene Christian's run came to an end early. Uh, the Bruins have made 43% of their three-point attempts over the games in the tournament. That's a major reason why they're in the Sweet 16 from the first four. Uh, yeah, I really like UCLA. Uh, they have an extremely good chance to win this game. They look like a completely different team. I didn't even pick them to win the first four matchup, to be honest. I thought Michigan State would win, um, but they proved me wrong. They had they have a really strong wins against BYU and Abilene Christian. And Johnny Juzang has absolutely taken off during this tournament. He has 22.3 points per game over the course of the turn of the first three games. Uh, he's a big factor of why they are where they are right now. And they have fantastic three-point shooting uh, during the tournament. And I think if they need, if they are going to beat Alabama, they need to keep shooting well from the perimeter. And Johnny Juzang needs to keep it up. Yeah. Uh, now on to Alabama, who have proven in this tournament that they're not just good for football. You know, football brings the majority <laughs> of the revenue. The basketball players use it. But they're proving that they're not just a force to be reckoned with in the college football world. 
Um, they beat Iona 68-55 in the round of 64. Beat 10-seeded Maryland 96-77 uh, in the round of 32. Uh, their leaders are Jaden Shackelford with 14.3 points per game, 3.8 rebounds, 2 assists, and 41.2% from the field. Javon Quinterly, 12.7 points per game, 2.1 uh, rebounds, 3.2 assists, 48.7 field goal percentage. John Petty Jr., 12.5 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, 1.9 assists, and 42.4% from the field. Point leaders, Shackleford with 14.3, and then Jones runs the table here with 6.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.8 steals, and 1.1 blocks. And just to, to let everybody know, these stats are from the regular season, not from March Madness. Uh, these are from the regular season. Keys to their game, they had one of the most impressive wins. I watched the entire game against Maryland at any Round of 32 game. They were really electric and they played better than I'd even say what the score showed. They could have won that game by a lot more. And what's really interesting is it was the most points their opponent Maryland has allowed under Mark Turgeon and the most points the program has given up in regulation time since 2009. So that shows um, how good the Alabama team was. And there isn't, from these the performance, there isn't a Sweet 16 team that Alabama cannot beat on any given day. I know we say that a lot, but I truly believe that Alabama can win this tournament if they play like they did against Maryland. Yeah, I really like Alabama. I, I think that they have an extremely good chance of going to the Final Four. Jaden Shackelford is an extremely good player. They had a very strong performance against Maryland on 96 points. That's something you don't see too often in a yeah. match game or a college basketball game at all. Um, they played really well against Iona, who I think was actually a really underrated team. Rick Patino is a fantastic coach for them, and uh, they played really strong in that game. Good defensive performance. Um, and I just think they have to keep up the offense, play a bit stronger on the defense, uh, obviously. They can't give up 77 points in a game yeah, no. against um, against UCLA. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they just need to keep up what they've been doing, and they could probably easily win uh, uh, the tournament. Yeah, now on to your, the games you uh, looked at the Saturday, March 27th matchup, which is tomorrow. And these are honestly some of the games that I'm looking forward to most. I know there's some really good games in the um, on the Sunday slate, but there's some games that I think will be blowouts, like the Gonzaga one and the Alabama one. Truly, I believe that won't be too close. But these games, yeah. you got um, Baylor, you got Loyola Chicago, Oral Roberts, Houston, Syracuse. That'll be great. Yeah. I'm very excited for the Saturday slate. So the first uh, game we'll be looking at is uh, 12 seed Oregon State uh, is taking on eight seed Loyola Chicago, who both uh, are quite underdogs after yeah. uh, Oregon State has looked extremely well, good in the tournament. That game's at 2.40 p.m. Uh, Oregon, we'll start off with Oregon State. So they're 19 and 12. They're road to the Sweet 16 so far. In the round of 64, they beat five seed Tennessee, 70 to 56. And in the round of 32, they beat heavy favorite number four, Oklahoma State, 80 to 70. Their leaders to this point are guard Ethan Thompson with 15.6 points per game, four rebounds per game, four assists, and 1.2 steals. Gerard Lucas, uh, 13 points per game, two and a half rebounds per game, and 1.2 assists. And Warith Alatiche, um, I might have butchered the name on that one, um, nine and a half points per game, uh, 8.6 rebounds. 1.7 assists, 1.2 steals, and one and a half blocks. Uh, for points, Ethan Thompson's the leader, 15.6 uh, rebounds. Alatiche, 
uh, 8.6. Ethan Thompson uh, leads in both assists and seals with 3.8 and 1.2. And Alatiche has uh, is a block leader with 1.5. Uh, my keys to the game for Oregon State uh, regain the strong three point shooting they had against Tennessee and and other and their three other matchups on their way to the tournament. All each of these matchups they were shooting over 40 percent from the, beyond the perimeter. Um, continue the good defensive play against Oklahoma State. Uh, they held them to under 90 points per 100 possessions and just continue to stay hot. Uh, and per uh, ESPN's basketball power index, Oregon State, a team that had a 7-9 seven, nine, seven nine record after its first 16 Pac-12 games, had a 1-820 chance back then to reach the NCAA tournament's second round. Yeah, my thoughts here are that they've been um, the underdog in each of their games beating the Tennessee uh, Volunteers handedly, 70-56, yeah. one of the most surprising games. There's a lot of upsets in that round. That was one of the big ones. Then they beat Cade Cunningham, maybe the number one overall pick. Hopefully he's a rafter. Uh, whenever the draft is, they look like yeah. they're on their way down at the tank. Maybe Houston will take him. But he was they, they stopped him. They stopped that Oklahoma State team, which were heavy favorites in that game. A lot of teams liked them, picked them to go far. But really, they, they played really well. Um, just continue to have their strong three-point shooting, and um, they, they can win this game. Yeah, I think they – I do think they have one of the hardest roads to get. Yeah, easily. Sure. The hardest road. But I am going to take – Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to take the other team in this game for other reasons. <laughs> that include a 102-year-old nun I had every single yes. game. All right, let's continue on with obviously the uh, sister team led loyal Chicago Ramblers. They are 26 and four. Uh, their road to the Sweet 16 and their round of 64, they beat nine seed Georgia Tech uh, 71 to 60. And they had a huge win in the round of 32. I do not think anyone saw this coming except yeah. sister team. Uh, they yeah. beat one seed Illinois 71 to 50. That was handily. Other than the Oral Roberts uh, run a 64 game, this was that was my favorite game of the tournament that I uh, watched yeah. this entirety. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Illinois, heavy favorites. Yeah, the picture, one of their stars doing the Kobe pose with the trophy from the regular season. That became yeah. a big, I guess, I don't want to say meme or storyline on Twitter, but they, they played great. They're, they're my, other than Michigan, my favorite team really right now because of Sisjean and Cameron Crutwig, who is just... I look at the screen and oh it looks like God. he's a 33 year old playing college <laughs> basketball. But he yes, has so you've much probably emotion. seen him on. Yeah, you've probably seen him all over social media. He's, yeah. He's the top, one of the top stars of college basketball. So, uh, with the leaders for the team, obviously on top, center Cameron Cutwig, 15 points per game, seven rebounds per game, three assists, 1.2 steals, and 1.1 blocks per game. Uh, Lucas Williamson, who is another player that I really like on the team, I think he's a great player. Uh, 8.8 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, 2.1 assists, and 1.5 uh, steals. Uh, Braden Norris, he has 8.4 points per game, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. And uh, points and rebounds, Cameron Crutwig leads with 15 points and 6.9 rebounds. Uh, Braden Norris is the leader for assists with 3.1. Lucas Williamson is the steals leader with 1.4. And Crutwig is the block leader with 1.1. Yeah. This uh, the keys. Sorry, go ahead. You, you can go ahead, sorry. You go ahead. Okay. Keys to the game. Uh, continue to play strong defense and maintain the same level as they did versus Illinois. They held them to 0.88 points per possession. So that is fantastic. Uh, feed Cameron Quartwick. He's an absolute monster. Yeah, he is. To be reckoned with. And just defend the 
perimeter uh, very well. Uh, interesting facts about Loyal Chicago. They have actually gone 500, uh, two and two against quad one opponents over the course of the season. However, they did have an impressive win against Illinois last round and they're starting to heat up when it matters. Yeah, I'm not really too much into college basketball as it was now. I really, I think I watched the uh, March Madness when UM, USNBC, UMBC beat uh, Virginia. We're watching that game, not watching so much past. People tell me about Loyola Chicago's fairytale run that year, and I'd love yes. this to continue, and I think it will. I cannot wait for that game uh, tomorrow. It's great that it's the early one. Yes. Um, but Crutwig, just the emotion that he showed, especially when he got that steal, they are the, the steal that went off the Illinois player when it bounds in that game. Um, it's the emotion that he had, especially the post-game celebration. That's what the tournament's really about, and I cannot wait to see what they can do. I would oh, love yeah. for them to win the tournament, and I don't think it'll yes. happen, but um, yeah. it could happen. Let's go. I'm going to go back to the, uh, the Beavers here for a second. Their odds were... Like, almost equivalent to Leicester City's loss for the European football fans that are, could be listening to win their the Premier League back then. That's how insane their odds were. Um, Oregon State also fairy tale run, but I don't think they'll I don't think they win. Probably because yeah. the amount of the how likable loyal Chicago is. Yeah. With and their the fact publicity. that Oregon State yeah the fact that Oregon State also is from a power five conference. So they're a bit more mainstream than Loyal Chicago. Um if if you will um and yeah, I just I my pick for this game is Loyal Chicago. Yeah, I agree. I see. Yeah. they're they've just been too dominant. Yeah, they're too much fun Krowig. to watch. Yeah, Crowley is a fantastic all around player. If he just continues to play the way he's been playing, I just don't see any way that Oregon State can get Loyola here. So now moving on to Villanova, and I had Villanova going far in the tournament to the. Final, actually, because I did not know much about college basketball. <laughs> so a few people on Twitter told me to um go and fill it up and join the group. I've been like, you know, Villanova, I know that university. Let's pick them to go to the final. Yeah. Probably not the best idea. Uh, yeah. Let's take a look at their matchup. I mean, they're in the Sweet 16 now. So, yeah. A five seed Villanova taking on number one Baylor in the first matchup for the South region on Saturday, 5.15 p.m. Eastern. Um, so let's take a look at Villanova's road to the Sweet 16. In the round of 64, they beat 12 seed Winthrop 73 to 63. And in the round of 32, they had a win over 13 seed North Texas 84 61. Quite a dominant win. Other leaders right now, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 16 points per game, eight rebounds per game, 2.2 assists, uh, one seal. And guard Justin Moore, 12.8 points per game, one or 4.1 rebounds. Uh, three assists. They also, uh, one of their leaders is Colin Gillespie. He does have a torn MCL, um, but he does have 14 points per game, three, uh, 3.3 rebounds, 4.6 assists, and one steal. Uh, their re- rebounds, for, are their leaders for points, rebounds, steals, and blocks? There's all Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 16.0 points per game, uh, 8.3 rebounds per game, one steal per game, and 0.6 blocks per game. Uh, my keys to the game for Villanova, keep up the scoring. They have 112 yeah. per 100 uh, possessions against Winthrop. Even better performance against offensive performance against North Texas with 142 points per 100 possessions. Um, I just think third team All American Robin uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has to keep up a solid play. He has 20 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and uh, six assists per game over the course of the tournament. Uh, in my, uh, I think I believe Villanova has statistically had one of the easiest runs to the Sweet 16. Um, they did 
beat uh, 12 seed and 13 seed uh, North Texas and Winthrop. I'll look to see what they can do against a fantastic team in Baylor who's coming back to stride at the, exactly the right time. Yeah. Um, Villanova, they, if they continue to play, I didn't actually catch other of their games to start the tournament as they were, like we said, the five beating a 13, 12, not really too uncommon. We did see earlier in the tournament, some other uh, higher, uh, lower seeded teams beat higher seeded teams, but Villanova did what they had to do. Um, like you say, keep up the scoring, uh, and they should win this game. Or well, they should have a chance, really, to win this game. Baylor's really good as well. But if they keep up their scoring and play even better than they did against North Texas, I think they can beat Baylor and cause another upset. It's one of the games where I'm really keep looking in and thinking, this could be one of the big upsets over the one seed. If a one seed is to go down, one of the three remaining, it could be Baylor. But let's look at Baylor now. Yeah. Uh, so Baylor's ro- uh, they're twenty four and two. Their road to the Sweet Sixteen uh, round of sixty four. They had a dominant win against sixteen seed Hartford, seventy nine to fifty five. And in the round of thirty two, uh, they did have a, a victory over nine seed Wisconsin, seventy six to sixty three. Their leaders right now uh, guard Jared Butler, seventeen points per game, three point three rebounds per game, five assists, two point one steals. Uh, Massey Oteague, uh, sixteen points per game, four rebounds per game, and just under two assists per game. And Davian Mitchell, 14 points per game, just under three rebounds per game, 5.5 assists, and two steals. Uh, their points leader is Jared Butler with 16.9. Uh, their rebounds leader, Mark Vitale, was 6.7. Their assist leader, Davian Mitchell, uh, with 5.4. Uh, their steal leader, Jared Butler, with 2.1. And their blocks leader, Mark Vitale, with just under one block. Uh, the keys for the game for Baylor – uh, in its 76.63 or 76-63 win over Wisconsin in the second round, the Bears excelled against a Badgers team that was top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Baylor's 119 points per 100 possessions in that game was comparable to the clip that the NBA-leading Brooklyn Nets offense has averaged this season. The, Bay, the Bears have also found more pop off the bench. With Matthew Mayer on the floor, the Bears have made 50, 42% of their three-point attempts in the NCAA tournament. When he's not on the floor, they are 32% without him. I think Baylor's a fantastic team. I think that they're going to win this game. It is going to be a bit close, but they just need to keep up their uh, three-point shooting, and they have a fantastic chance to yeah. win. Um, I think they will win. Yeah, another big point over there with Wisconsin is Wisconsin had barely turned the ball over, and they caused it over – I'm not sure the exact statistics here, but I think over double the amount of turnovers that Wisconsin usually has that they caused – um, and I see Baylor winning again. I think they can go down depending on how Villanova plays. If they are really that legit in scoring, which I don't think they are due to the weaker opponents, but if they can keep up the efficient scoring, they, they could beat uh, Baylor. I don't see it, but I uh, hope they can. So yeah. now on to Oral Roberts, who has been the fairy tale Cinderella yep. story this year. Yeah, so uh, diving into the set, uh, matchup number two for the South region here, 15 seed Oral Roberts is taking on three seed Arkansas, 7.25 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, so first, let's get into the Cinderella 15 seed Oral Roberts. They are 18 and 10 this season. In the round of 64, they had a win over two seed Ohio State, 75 to 72. And in the round of 32, they beat seven seed Florida, 81 to 78. Their leaders are Max Admus, 24.5 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, uh, just under four assists and one and a half steals per game. Uh, forward Kevin Albinar with 19 points per game, 9.6 rebounds and 1.1 assists. 
and RJ Glasper with 11 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, and 2.1 assists. Their points, assists, and steals leader is Max Admus, 24.6 points per game, assists uh, 3.8 per game, and 1.5 steals per game. Kevin Obenor is their rebounds leader with 9.6 per game, and Francis Lassis is uh, their block leader with 0.8 points per game. Uh, the keys to the game for Oral Roberts, I think, just keep up the defensive edge they play with in both the games uh, in, against Ohio State and Florida. Uh, they have forced 36 turnovers in total over the course of this tournament. Um, Max Abbas and Kevin Ober combined to average 56.5 points per game as a duo of this tournament. Um, Oral Roberts made a mark as its three-point shooting team this season. 46% of their attempts are from beyond the arc with 38.2%. However, in the this in the tournament, uh, they went 11 for 35 against Ohio State and 10 for 30 against Florida. Uh, Oral Roberts is now the second team to ever reach the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. Yeah, uh, Oral Roberts really interesting school um, for some other reasons, but they their basketball play has been fantastic in this tournament. Um, big fan of what they do, they've done. I'm definitely cheering on for the Saturday games of Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago on. Um, they don't have a cool I don't want to say mascot as a sixteen, but as some other Catholic schools in this tournament. But um, yeah, their their win over Ohio State was amazing, and then even against Florida, um, unlike uh, USNBC who beat Virginia a few years ago, they were able to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Like you said, uh, again, only the second ever, which was just was a bit surprising to me. The only, second only ever team, uh, but there's a 15 seed to move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, but, um, I, I just I really like the Admus Obenor duo. I think yeah, that if they, well, uh, they they can easily win. They can win this game. Yeah, they've been There's, they've been really really good and exciting to watch as well. I love the underdog story in any sports, especially March Madness, because it seems to happen all the time. Um, now on to the Arkansas, Arkansas as I call them because <laughs> America, um, Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, they're right here. Yeah, so Arkansas uh, had the road to the Sweet 16. They In the round of 64, they beat 14 seed Colgate, 85-68. They did get off to a pretty slow start. Yeah, I gotta, let me say something about that game. That, I, remember. I remember watching that on the, the first day of the tournament, thinking, wow, the toothpaste is going to beat Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. They were up yeah. by like 10, I think, early in that game. And then um, they Arkansas had like a 17-0 run or something like that to end off the half. And then yeah, it took off. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember Colgate jumped out to an early lead, and uh, we I think we were all very surprised. Yeah, I, I was um, like, what? This is, I did not expect this. Yeah. And in the round of 32, they beat 60 Texas Tech. Uh, they just squeaked one out 68 to 62. That was a fun and thing. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fantastic game as well. Uh, their leaders are Mo, Mose Moody, Moses Moody, uh, 17 points per game, six rebounds per game, uh, 1.7 assists per game, and 1.1 steals. Uh, Justin Smith with 14 points per game, seven rebounds per game, uh, just under two assists and 1.2 steals. And J.D. Note, uh, 13 points per game, 3.2 rebounds, two assists, and one and a half steals. Uh, their points leader is Moses Moody, Mose Moody uh, with 17 points per game. Uh, rebounds leader Justin Smith with seven rebounds per game. Assist leader Jalen Tate with just under four assists. Uh, steals leader with uh, J.D. Note with 1.5 steals. And their blocks leader is Connor Vanover with 1.8 point or blocks per game, rather. Uh, the keys to the game for Arkansas, 
just continue to get strong guard play and win the key matchup between Kevin Obenor and Justin Smith uh, and make sure to win the uh, battle on the offensive glass. Um, if this game were to go down to the wire, uh, better late game play is going to be needed for Arkansas. Uh, they had a mini collapse against Texas Tech uh, in the round of 32. So they do need to play better in the late game. Um, Arkansas players not named Moses Moody and Justin Smith uh, made just 35% of their attempts inside the arc against a Texas Tech team ranked in the top 25 against uh, an adjusted defensive efficiency. So they do need to just uh, be better uh, shooting overall. And I do think that they, they sh will win this game, but uh, I think it will be closer than people think. Um, mm, you agree. Um, uh, I think Arkansas will win. I think Oral Roberts or Fairytale Cinderella run will end. But I like um, Moses Moody when I've watched their game. He was a really electric player, really helped them. Uh, win against Texas and uh, beat Colgate in the first one. Um, just they done what they've had to do. You know, they, they took care in the end handedly over Colgate. Bit of a struggle early on. Unlike Ohio, they kicked it into gear and won. Great game over Texas Tech. That was one of the best games in the tournament. Uh, nothing really more to say about that. Just then I hope I hope it's a good game. You know, I don't want it to yeah. be a blowout. I don't want any of these games to be a blowout, but I hope it's good. Yeah, I think this game will be uh, closer than uh, the yeah. sports books in Vegas. Yeah, uh, I think so, so too. Hunt of the Midwest region, matchup number two. Uh, number 11, Syracuse versus number two, Houston. That is the late game, Saturday night, 9.55 p.m. Uh, so just starting with Syracuse, I'm excited for this game, just for the record. I think this will be a very close game. Yeah, I am. Um, Houston, I'm just going to touch up. Actually, we'll touch up on them after, but Syracuse, Buddy Boheme. He played really, really well against West Virginia. Again, an upset there. Um, yeah. I think they could beat Houston. Houston was not very good at their last game. Yeah. Um, but they really had a great game against West Virginia that I was a big fan yeah. of. Yeah. So their road to the Sweet 16 in the round of 64, they beat uh, number six, San Diego State, pretty handily, 78 to 62. I did have San Diego State going um, farther than most people did. I had them going to the Sweet 16. Um, and then the round of 32, they beat three seed West Virginia, 75 to 72. Yeah, I actually, uh, I have my, I have my bracket open here for uh, after this. I had them in Houston in this game. So I was right with Houston, wrong with San Diego State. But um, yeah, what can you yeah, do? Yeah, me I've... too. Um, so their leaders, uh, regular season stats, obviously, uh, Buddy Boheim, 18 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game. 2.6 assists, uh, 1.3 steals. Uh, Quincy Garrier, 14 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, just under one assist and 1.1 blocks. Alan Griffin, 14 points per game, six uh, rebounds per game, two assists per game, 1.2 steals and 1.7 blocks. Their points leader, uh, Buddy Boheim with 18 points per game. Their rebounds leader, Quincy Garrier with 8.5. Uh, their assist leader, Joseph Girard III with 3.6. Uh, their steals leader, Kadari Richmond with 1.7, and their blocks leader, Alan uh, Griffin, with 1.7. Uh, my keys to the game for Syracuse, just ride the Buddy Boheim wave and uh, yeah. utilize the three-point shooting crew. Uh, he's averaging 27.5 points per game and connecting on 57% of his three-point attempts throughout the tournament. Um, what Syracuse has done extremely well in the first two rounds, they've baited teams into a three-point contest. Um, they've caused... Uh, they've caused confusion with uh, other teams' offenses 
causing them to shoot more than more threes than be in their game plan. Um, consider the orange uh, Syracuse obviously is six point four or six and four when opposing teams make 10 threes in a game. And that includes the second round victory against West Virginia. Continue to defend the perimeter well, but capitalize on every possession because Houston is one of the top defensive teams remaining in the tournament. They allow only 57.9 points per game. As a team, Syracuse has made 60% of its shots inside the arc and 49% of its three-point attempts with Buddy Boheim on the floor in the NCAA tournament. It is his father and Jim Boheim and coach Jim Boheim's first Sweet 16 appearance since the 2017-18 season. It, um, Syracuse, I really like uh, the Boheim, their connection with his father, who's under some scrutiny for some of the things he's done in uh, outside of basketball. But outside of that, he's a great head coach. Um, his son's really good as well. I guess a, a fan favorite, not liked by some, not liked by others. It's for every player, really. But I, I'm a fan of his game. Uh, his three-point shooting is fantastic especially against West Virginia. But I have I have them in this game. It's the sole part of their the team they put on their counterpart. Houston just really ew, having a, I don't want to say lucky win over Rutgers, but it really, you know, it was almost too yeah. late. I was closer than it should have been. Way closer than it should have ever been. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I'm not saying Syracuse is going to win. I, I honestly think this game's going to be a toss-up closer than people I will give it credit for, but they could, they have just as equal of a chance as Houston to beat them. Yeah, I'm going to go, go with the upset, though, and on the record and say that I think Syracuse, Syracuse Orange will beat Houston. It's not a fan of the way Houston's played. And the momentum in this tournament is a hell of a drug. And they yeah. have a lot of momentum right now. Yeah. So uh, just moving on to Houston, um, in the round of 64, they beat 15 seed Cleveland State. Uh, with a pretty dominant win, 87 to 56. Uh, the round of 32, they beat 10 seed Rutgers, uh, 63 to 60. Very close game there. Uh, their leaders, uh, Quentin Grimes, 18.1 points per game, six rebounds per game, 13.3 points per game, uh, 2.5 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists, and 1.3 steals. Um, Dijon Jero, 11 points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game four assists per game and 1.3 steals. Uh, their points leader, uh, Quentin Grimes, 18.1 points per game. Uh, rebounds leader, Justin Gorham, 8.6. Uh, assist leader, Dijon Jero, uh, 4.1. Uh, also steals leader is Quentin Grimes with 1.3. And blocks, uh, Brisson uh, Gresham with 1.6. The keys to the game for Houston, the health of Dijon Jero after playing through a hip injury versus Rutgers, uh, he's a big, he's a key player for them. Um, one of their top players and uh, his availability will be, he'll uh, depend on, yeah, the outcome of the game could depend on that. Uh, defend perimeter and lock up. Bohan. This is extremely key for Houston. This is very key. Do not fall for Houston's three point contest bait. And Quinn Grimes will have to show up on the other end to match up versus Buddy Bohan. And I think due to those reasons, that's why I think I'm going to pick the upset and have Syracuse just because of the, yeah. the way they played in Houston. I don't know. I know I'm not a fan of them at all right now, but I don't know a lot. But I'm just going to go and say yeah. Syracuse will do what you yeah. said. They'll have the three-point contest. Yeah. And I think they'll win. Yeah. And, yeah, Quinn Grimes averages 19.4 points per game and 5.2 rebounds through the NCAA tournament. So he's been extremely good for them. Uh, he's a do-everything player. 
Um, Marcus Sasser adds uh, 13.3 points per game, and senior DeJon Jero adds 10.9 points per game and 5.3 rebounds per game. But obviously, his uh, availability is going to be questionable um, in play. But And Houston is a strong perimeter team, but the offense really does flow through Quinn Grimes. Um, my my prediction, I think Houston will win. Um, I I think it's gonna be very close. But if you're if you're into betting, I would take Syracuse six plus six point five. Yeah, that is um, eight. Gonna be, that is a easy money for yeah, in I my agree. opinion. Um, so yeah, now that we've looked at every single team, I'm gonna just share my uh, what I had going into this tournament. I've watched probably three or four March Madness games, so my knowledge of the sport now is still a bit low. Before this tournament, I didn't even know that there was a university called Crichton or an Oral Roberts before <laughs> watching any of the games. I've watched, but, I've watched March Madness for quite a while. I did not know there was an Oral Roberts either. So Yeah, um, I will give myself credit for this. In the West matchup, I had both both games. I had Gonzaga, or minus Virginia. So I had Gonzaga, Crichton, but I had USC and Oregon. Then in the so I had those two right in that uh, quadrant area west in the west section. I'm going to go with Gonzaga and USC to match up in the Elite Eight. That's who I think is going to go forward. In the East, I had Michigan and Florida State, which is right. That I had BYU and Alabama. For these two games, I'm going to take Michigan over Florida State, uh, Alabama over UCLA. Then I'm going to go with in the South. I had North Carolina and Villanova. It's wrong about North Carolina. I had. <laughs> I had Baylor being upset early in the tournament. Didn't know too much, but I'm going to go Baylor taking uh, over Villanova. Then I had Texas Tech and Virginia Tech. This is where my bracket went way down. <laughs> um, I'll take Arkansas over Oral Roberts to play Baylor. Oral Roberts run will end. Then I had Illinois and Oklahoma State. I think a lot of people at Illinois in the Sweet 16. Um, but here I'll take Loyola Chicago over Oregon. Then I had San Diego State against Houston. It's wrong one there. San Diego, a lot of people at San Diego further. Uh, they disappointed heavily in this tournament. I'll take Syracuse to face Loyola Chicago, which then I think Loyola will move on to the Final Four. But that's yeah. just if everything goes well. Yeah. And in mine, in my bracket for the West region, I had Gonzaga and I had UC Santa Barbara uh, matching up in the Sweet 16. because Here's Cinderella. Because that was my Cinderella team. Um, I did think they were going to beat uh, Creighton. Uh, they did not. They lost by one point uh, at the very last second. It was very depressing. Uh, <laughs> and, and I did. The only reason I did have them in the Sweet 16 is because I had. I actually did have the Ohio over Virginia. So I did think they would beat Ohio in the second round. Um, oh, I, I got the Ohio matchup right. Um, I am picking Gonzaga to move on. Um, I had for the other game, I had Kansas and Iowa. Obviously, both picks were wrong for that one. And I do for the USC Oregon, I have I have Oregon moving on for that one. Um, and in the East, I had Michigan, Colorado, and I had Texas and Alabama. Um, and for the, the Elite Eight matchup there, I do have Michigan and I have Alabama. Um, and in the South, I had Baylor and Purdue. Um, Purdue did not even get past North. Yeah, Texas. the home team. Yeah, really. And yeah, and and the other matchup, I had Arkansas against Ohio State. Um, we know what happened to Ohio State. Yeah. 
Um, and for the Elite Eight matchup for the South Division, I have Baylor and Arkansas. And in the Midwest, I had Illinois taking on Oklahoma State. Uh, both picks are wrong there as well. As San Diego State and Houston. Uh, and for the Elite Eight matchup for the Midwest, I have uh, Houston taking on Loyola Chicago. Um, and move and moving on to the Elite Eight predictions, I have uh, Gonzaga over. I have, hold on here. I have Michigan over Alabama. I have Baylor over Arkansas. Um, and I have Loyola Chicago beating Houston. I think they're going to go to the final four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I didn't hear my predictions for that round. Like I said, Loyola Chicago beat uh, Syracuse for me. I think Baylor will beat Arkansas. Um, I'm torn on Alabama and Michigan. Because I like Michigan, yeah. I really want them after such a depressing football season, <laughs> which will yeah. probably continue to be depressing for as long as Harbaugh is their head coach. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna be a homer and pick them to beat Alabama. Who's gonna see it? <laughs> but I'm just gonna go with it. Um, then Gonzaga beat USC. There, I still have Gonzaga winning the tournament. Yeah, I do. do. They're the clear favorite to me. Uh, yeah. Um, see anyone else winning? To be honest. Except maybe Loyola Chicago if they do make a Cinderella run, but yeah. But for my final statement, I'll just say I people were telling me this is one of the best U.S. sporting tournaments. I kind of blew it off like, no, it's not better than any of the bigger <laughs> ones. But I'll say this: I think I've had more fun watching this tournament than I ever had watching the NBA playoffs. I think it's the yeah. better basketball tournament. It's the best in America. It's, it's really entertaining. But I like this so far as watching it as like a noob in the college basketball world. I find it better than the NBA due to the NBA just being so there's not a lot of parody. Yeah. Like this, this tournament is the definition of that, of parody. Yeah. There are upsets left, right, and center. That's why I cannot wait to watch all the games in the next two days because there'll be upsets. Mm-hmm. And there'll be stuff yeah. that I we could have said that's no chance of happening. Like I would not be surprised if Crichton went out and blew out Gonzaga because that's what this tournament's like. I would like. not be surprised if Oral Roberts moved on to the Elite Eight. Yeah, well, I'd be a bit surprised, but I wouldn't be. I, I I think they have a fantastic chance of winning. Like I, mm-hmm. they could win easily. And I'll just say this: I am in first place in my uh, group. <laughs> I have three hundred sixty points, so I'm in first. So I will just brag about that. So that's it for. Um, the March Madness Sweet 16 preview. We will have the Elite Eight Final Four and the Championship previews later on in, uh, in the coming weeks. And I thank everybody for listening and hope you have a great rest of your night. Enjoy the games, guys. Yeah, enjoy the games.